friends, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christopher. And, and we're, we're the, the Friends, friends Who feast. feast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a little trip that we took recently to Chili's. And then we're going to talk about my favorite person in the world, Britney Spears. Again, I know. But we have to talk about these documentaries that have come out, Danielle. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised because I have been hearing about the Netflix one for quite a while. And then all of a sudden on my Hulu... The New York Times uh, controlling Britney Spears, right? That popped up. And then some random CNN documentary, which I did not watch. It was like all within a few days of each other. And Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't watch the CNN one either. But we have enough to talk about. So let's get into Chili's first. So oh, If we must, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Chili's. Because it was still fresh in our mind. Yep. And we both really wanted chili still. And we figured, okay, let's just give them a chance. You know, like there weren't a lot of people in the restaurant, but there's only one waitress slash hostess. So we're kind of thinking like, okay, let's kind of do a little science experiment. Let's go to the same location on a Saturday around 1230 and see what happens. And I don't know about like your perspective, but it was almost like deja vu again. It was. It was almost the exact same experience. And the day before we went, you actually texted me. You looked up a review of that Chili's. <laughs> yeah, I love looking up reviews for places. You really do. <laughs> and talk about deja vu. It was exactly the same experience that we had when we went on that Thursday. Yes. Just that whole first part about how there was barely anybody in the restaurant. There was only one person. I think she was bartender, hostess, and waitress. A triple threat. A triple threat. <laughs> Much like Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yes same vibe of the restaurant yeah maybe four tables filled yeah half the restaurant like there was not even any lights on and another party waiting right so we figured okay let's just sit and wait it out and we were doing people watching about what would you say about five families or parties walked in and three of them left yeah it was like four or five i just remember the guy with the kids mm -hmm. and <laughs> he was just like nope and just like turned right around and the, the kids were like confused and they were like but wait i want to come to chili's <laughs> yeah yeah um and so we ended up getting seated I just want to lead with the fact that our waitress did a great job. Like I said, she was the bartender. She was the hostess. And I just want to thank everybody in the service industry right now for what they're going through and putting up with. Thank you for being there for us when we want to get our chilies on. Yes, thank you for your service. <laughs> yes. So anyway, we were seated and they don't have actual menus. It was that like take a picture of the QR code yeah. thing on the little monitor i would have much rather been able to order from that little yes device because i took a picture of it and it pulled it up on my safari because i have an iphone my internet i couldn't figure out how to get to the next page so all i'm looking at is like the cover of this menu <laughs> and like i couldn't figure out how to and so i was getting like so irritated because i was like i don't know what i want and i was having the same issues and i have an android and I'm like, okay, this is a Chili's issue. This isn't like a platform issue. Because I was having the same thing where I was stuck on the main page and then I'd find a category like starters. But then I couldn't get out of that page without everything restarting again. And it was a little bit frustrating because one for me, I used to go to Chili's a lot. Again, when I was younger, my early 20s, I loved that express soup salad, unlimited bottomless lunch combo. You loved a soup salad I, combo. I'm a, soup, I'm a big soup girl. Like, I, I love it. So I was very happy they offered that on the weekend for only $7.99, which That's I great. thought was, it was a good deal. But the menu changed. Like it was very limited. Like I think under the pasta category, there was only one pasta. And I remember just having more options back then. And again, I haven't really been in, been to Chili's 
in quite a few years. So I don't know if this was just a corporate decision before COVID to kind of reduce their menu or if this reduced menu was a result of COVID. Yeah, so of course, we went right to the starters, the appetizers, and they had my old standby, besides the soup salad express lunch, the triple dipper combo. You could pick three appetizers and make a meal. We were a little bit disappointed because I want to say about 60% of the choices was some form of chicken. Yep. Like a boneless wing, a chicken critter. And we were kind of in the mood for something else. So we picked the cheese curds. Yep, we got double cheese curds. Yes. And then their Southwest egg rolls. And then we put our order in for that. And it did take a bit, right? Even to get our appetizer. Would you say about 25 minutes for our appetizer? Yeah, it did take a little while. But what I did realize from my angle from where we were sitting, they had a ton of curbside to go. I think there was like a steady stream of cars pulling up. And I would see like a waitress going out and taking a carryout order. So I do think that was kind of taking up the time for the in-person meals. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, because you were facing the other way. way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I understand that curbside is such a big thing now, but with everywhere being so short staffed, I feel like a lot of places need to make that decision. Are we going to do curbside and maybe do curbside only? Or are we going to have dine-in? Because I can think of a few restaurants. Um, There's a Mexican restaurant I can think of, my favorite Mexican restaurant. (laughs) And I remember the last time I went in, I asked them how business was doing. And they were like, honestly, it's doing pretty well. And I asked if they were ever going to do dine-in again. And they said they didn't really know because they're steady. And think about, you know, not having to have the lights on and not having to wash all those dishes, not having to wash all the, you know, the chips and the free chips and salsa. You don't have to give people. They're saving that money and then able to compensate it. You know, getting those styrofoam containers isn't the same cost as having to wash Mm -hmm. all those plates and dishes and stuff. Well, can I say something? You said chips and salsa and you jogged my memory. I thought whenever you went to Chili's, they always gave you a complimentary chips and salsa and it never came. It never came. It wasn't until we placed our food order and we were kind of going back and forth on what we wanted. I just decided, okay, let me just do the soup and salad combo because that comes with chips and salsa. So we eventually got chips and salsa for the table, but it was technically my chips and salsa. And you thought the salsa was kind of spicy and it surprised me. I'm not a spicy person. I always say that. (laughs) I am a very spicy person, but not when it comes to my taste buds. It was just spicy enough to where it wasn't too much. But I could handle it, and I was just, like, guzzling down my drinks. I went through, like, three soft drinks. I feel like it was a type of salsa because it hit me a few times. But for whatever reason, it always gave you, like, a little tickle in your throat. Because we were talking about the Gabby case, the murder case. The Gabby Petito, yeah. Yeah, so we were – okay, let me just start by this. I don't have TikTok. I'm not really up on a lot of current events. So you – I got to get you on TikTok. I know. There's so many times I'm scrolling through TikTok, (laughs) and I'll see something – And I'm like, oh my gosh, Danielle would just die laughing at this. But I can't send it to you because you would have to open it in the app. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you were just telling me the details of this case. And this is like maybe a week before they found her body. Yeah. And this is so new to me. It was like a dinner and a show, like a radio show. I was just eating eating those chips. I could not stop eating them. And you were telling me the story. I felt so bad because you would occasionally get a chips and salsa between... And then you would just start coughing as you're telling the story. And I, felt I kept so getting bad. that tickle. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what did you end up getting? You're going back and forth on a few things, yeah. weren't you? Um, it's probably been three, four years since I've been. There was a few things that like popped out to me. But really, those fajitas, I ended up getting the combo fajitas. So the steak and the chicken. I love that you can just like kind of build them yourself. And of course, I got the extra cheese and, and it was kind of falling off of that and plate. And make your perfect bite the way yeah, you want to do it. Exactly. That The rice that they came with was really good. It was a little bit burnt on the bottom because they put it on that, that cast iron yeah. Yeah, sizzling plate. Um, so the rice was a little burnt on the bottom, but I kind of liked it. And you even asked, like, did you like the beans? Those black beans were so good. <laughs> just like that. Yes. <laughs> you were so happy when they came out. But can I just say this? I feel like the waitress forgot about my order because a different guy came out. We had a waitress, but then like this guy came out to deliver the food and he came out with like your fajitas, your sides, your dipping sauces for your fajitas and said, okay, enjoy. Didn't even like seem to notice that I had nothing, you know, in front of me. I'm like, okay, maybe they're still waiting to get mine. But I kind of made a comment like, how long does it take to put a salad on a plate and put some soup in a bowl, you know, at that stuff, I would think they just had like an, an assembly line, like just ready to go. Then our waitress who took the order came up to check up on us. And she said, hey, guys, how's everything looking? And I said, um, <laughs> I don't have my food. And she was very apologetic. But my salad, I still, okay, I used to love a chili salad. Like, I I can't even explain, like, how excited I would get over it. This was not the chili salad that I used to get years ago when I was in my early 20s. So I was very disappointed. So I think I had two bites of it, pushed it to the side, and I worked on my chicken enchilada soup. That looked really good. Did you like it? It was good, but it was so salty. And I I made this comment to you before. Salt can enhance flavor, Mm -hmm. but salt itself is not flavor. Dumping a bunch of sodium in something isn't going to make it taste good to me. It's just going to make it taste salty. So for that reason, I could hardly eat it because I had big plans to get the loaded potato soup next. I really had like (laughs) this vision in my head, like an assembly line, like, yes, keep it coming. And I think I just filled up on all those chips and salsa and the appetizer, which I'm Mm. not complaining because it was good. But I was a little bit disappointed that I didn't maybe try something else on the menu besides the soup and salad. Yeah, that's totally a bummer. I'm sorry. And can I just say something? And like, this is a question for our audience too. Do people still go to Chili's for those baby back ribs? Because you even made a joke like, are you going to get the ribs? And I'm like, no, I'd even consider it. My baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> I want my chilies. <laughs> baby back ribs with barbecue yes. sauce. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. It was just very like, ooh, I'm going to go down and get some ribs. But I don't think of that. I think of them more for their fajitas now and their bottomless express soup salad lunch than I do for their ribs yeah. or anything barbecue for that. They become now. more like an Applebee's where it's like apps and like... Chili's needs to, I feel like, decide what it is. Because is it like a more Mexican, Tex-Mexy kind of restaurant? Or is it, you know... Like Americana. I feel like they advertise more as like a Tex-Mex place. But I don't get that vibe from there. But then they don't have that... I mean, yeah, they had the the soup. They had, you know, you get the... Chips and salsa. salsa. They had those egg rolls. Like, there's certain things, but like, it's not heavy on that. I feel like it's heavier on the other side. I was looking at their dessert menu because I used to love their molten lava cake, I think they had. But I was so stuffed. Like, I couldn't even think of dessert. Yeah, and she asked if we wanted dessert. And usually we're like, I, I think we both have that same, like, oh, no. No, yeah. And we both, like, hold our stomach. Like <laughs> We do the same thing. Just so she can really believe. Yeah. Like, I know we scarfed on all this food, but oh, we can't handle a single bite more. Please, you know, so. And then go home and just slam down, like, two hours later, leftovers. <laughs>
Overall, I enjoyed the experience with you. I mean, the wait wasn't too long. The atmosphere was kind of quiet for like a Saturday early afternoon. But again, given how everything is, a lot of people didn't want to wait for a table. So that, I think, contributed to just the kind of quietness of the restaurant. But I would like to go again with you in the future and maybe try something else. Yeah, we we love going out, so I'm sure yeah. I'm sure at some point we'll we'll visit Chili's we'll visit again. again. I kind of want to go to Applebee's. When you mentioned Applebee's, I'm like they're kind of like half sisters. Not even I wouldn't say yeah. cousins, but not like sisters, half sisters. Like they're sharing a mom and dad somewhere down that yeah. corporate chain. And Second cousins. I, I don't know how all that works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say half siblings, but yeah, whatever one's closer. We should maybe go after this. You want to? Um, There's one very close to me. So yeah, let's do it. Well, we have, you know, fresh on our mind. Let's do it. Well, can we talk about something else that's very fresh on our mind and near and dear to our hearts? I am ready. So these documentaries that have come out, we have the New York Times ones. They originally came out, I think, this spring with Mm -hmm. uh, Framing Britney Spears. Then they just came out with Controlling Britney Spears, which was a part two. CNN put something out like two days later. And then Netflix. The Netflix one, I think everybody was kind of anticipating. So all of these just came out within like a week. And I and I know Brittany kind of put something out um, on Instagram about like... A few times. She edited that post. Did you notice that? I didn't. Okay. So when I first texted you about like, hey, like how do you feel about her post talking about she don't believe the like some of the content in it? Well, within an hour, she posted her, um, I guess, statement again. But kind of retracted her statement about, like, some of it being lies. Yeah. Because I wasn't even really sure which one she was talking about. All of them kind of came out within a few days of each other. But I'd heard that she meant the CNN one. Yeah, a lot of people in the comments were saying she's talking about the CNN one. That one was pure trash. They used a lot of unflattering tabloid pictures of her meltdown. Like, the ones we've all seen so many times. Her in that umbrella. Her shaving her head. We get it. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, So, just the timeline... It seemed like it was going to match that one. But a lot of people in the comments were saying, this isn't Britney. Give her back her Instagram. Yeah. And those are the comments that confuse me when sometimes they really believe she has full control. And then two posts later, they're like, this isn't Britney. This isn't her. And that's very confusing for me as a fan. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. Britney's kind of confusing, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think she does that on purpose. Like, she's never, like, you never really know what she's talking about or what the meaning behind it is. That kind of tells me that she isn't comfortable using her voice on her social media platforms. And it was even in that testimony, she made the statement saying, I know I've been posting for a while that I'm fine, things are good, but I'm not. I just wanted to post that just to ease everyone's mind and have people not worry about me. Yeah. But it didn't work, so I can still tell that people are very concerned about her, even when she was saying everything was fine. And I think that was a confusing part, because people are kind of putting together, how is she really saying she's fine when she's kind of... If these things are true, which it's sounding like a lot of these things were true that she talked about and these documentaries are talking about. I did watch that Netflix one last night. I kind of put it off, because I was just kind of drowned out with... Having just watched the other controlling Britney Spears, my head was just like, I, I can't take another one. Because um, that one really upset me. Just What upset you most about it? The New York Times one? Yes. The phone monitoring part? That's what really upset me. That disgusted me. It's gross to me that you're going to allegedly 
Monitor your grown daughter's text, conversations, her notes app, all that to your grown daughter, you know? And I heard Kevin Federline is very upset. Like if these allegations are true, this is during the time they're talking about custody stuff and just their private conversations that um, Kevin Federline is very upset about these allegations too. As he should be. That's his children's mother yes i'm sure he still cares for her like i thought you couldn't monitor anyone in the state of california without their consent i don't think you can really anywhere certain states you can can you yeah Mm. i really hope they look into this and they bring more charges like to anyone that's just a violation of privacy and what worries me is like did she know about this back then or is she just finding this out now because imagine how paranoid like you would be Mm -hmm. if someone said hey you know in your early 20s when you're going to chili's for those soup salad lunch deals all your texts and phone calls are monitored. Like, I would just feel so violated. And how long was that going on Who for? Who can she trust all this time for the last 13 years? People had noticed these things and nobody spoke up about it. Just that all these people are suddenly coming forward. And that's just disappointing to me that it took her fan base, people that don't actually know her, but love her and support her, you know, and value her as a person to make a lot of this stuff happen and to start creating the noise and the conversation around it for people to finally say, you know what, the right thing to do is speak. That's what breaks my heart is they left her to suffer. Kind of touching on that, what made me very sad was when you heard people in her camp saying, if you got too close to her, you couldn't be by her anymore. Mm -hmm. You're let go, you're fired. So I really felt bad for them because some of them really wanted to help, but they knew if they got too close, they wouldn't have access to her at all. Yeah. And like how lonely of a life that must be. Like if you were Brittany and you were kind of getting close to some of these people who you could tell wanted the best for you and then just never seeing them again or yeah. talking to them again. It's very like a mafia like. And Jamie has a temper, like some of those paparazzi videos where he's like swearing and just very controlling. That was a scary man. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk a lot about Jamie, if I'm being honest. Oh, you sound like just... Felicia. <laughs> you, sound yeah. like, you sound like Felicia. Well, because it's like, I think it's very obvious that he's just not a good man, but it's but mostly not good for her. The rest was very hard to swallow, but there was one point where I actually kind of shed a little bit of a tear and I got emotional, was watching those paparazzi chase her ambulance. In the ambulance? Oh my God. Literally running with cameras just glued to the back of that window. That part, too. That's I'm holding your hand tight still right now. That is what got me, too. At her lowest moment. Literally, she's in the back of an ambulance, almost died, and you're trying to get a picture. Like, you can't even get out of the way so that they can get to the hospital faster. Would you say, I look like there's about 100 paparazzi altogether yeah. following that For ambulance while, on the For all the curb. way there. Yes. It wasn't just like, oh, they pulled away, and then they were going 70 and got away from them. Like, that ambulance could not get to the hospital because of these people. And then the video of them following her to her home, the front gate, and her speeding, and then being like, oh my God, she's out of control. You're chasing her. You literally have a camera on her, and you're like, oh my God. She's switching lanes like that. Yeah, well, stop following her, and she won't. On that note, let's kind of jump over to the Netflix one, because I watched this first, and I told you, hey, I'm not really feeling this one. I feel like I've heard a lot of these stories before from like YouTube videos and just everything we've been hearing in the past few months. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's just all right. I feel like they were making it out to be bigger than it really was. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching it with about 40 minutes left. Then when I watched the last 40 minutes, I started to really feel like I found, like, new information out. Yeah. And you had a different feeling. Like, you loved it, right? You really 
were glued to it. Honestly, the Netflix one, I felt like I was watching a true crime documentary. It had that feel. Mm -hmm. Even though we've been talking about the conservatorship for the last, like, what, two years, basically, since really this whole Free Britney thing started, until I watched this documentary, I didn't understand it that in-depth. I think it did a really good job breaking down why it started and being able to see those court documents and the emails and the the text messages and the proof of a lot of these things it's all a huge conspiracy it really is and I, I there needs to be investigations but what i'll say is the thing that i really didn't like and it addressed this was there's always been these rumors of her like having dementia or being crazy for the first time ever i saw with my own eyes in black and white that court document that finally like actually said that and me and you have talked about that like what is in there like what is so serious I think that's it. And that was the first time that that has really been shown. But I don't believe she does. She's well enough to produce two albums and go on a tour. Yeah, she still cannot do these basic functions for herself. What's the disconnect here? If they had her so drugged up in the beginning, and then she had like psychological evaluations of like her memory and things like that. Like, did they do this to her? And then like, no, they did, but then still keep her in it just because they were making a profit. That is disgusting to me. The fact that her family, like her sister, has made money off of Britney's situation that's supposed to protect her, and then for her to be like, I'm innocent, and, you know, please support my sister. She's been oddly quiet throughout all this, too. Yeah, she should be. Yeah, she should be. Little snake. (laughs) Even if the conservatorship was needed then, Britney's going to turn 40 this year in December. Over the last... 13 years, I can only imagine that Britney has grown up. She ha- For the last few years, she hasn't been performing. And I think the pandemic was a little bit of a blessing in disguise for her to be able to not have to work and actually just sit in her thoughts and what's going on. And, and twirl the- in that house. Yeah. Twirl around and circles. do Yeah. And even if it was like, you know, her being bored and like, oh, yeah, that sucks. But like, at least she's not going, going, going and working. She actually had time to be with herself, I guess is what I'm saying. And... If this ends, which I I believe it will soon, she's not going to go off the rails again. Like, I can't see 40-year-old Britney being like that. I really do believe in my heart she wants to try again with starting a family, doing things Mm -hmm. on her her own terms, and living a somewhat quiet life. Now, quiet life to us versus a celebrity, very different. But I think she's quiet as possible. Yes, be very content just starting again. And that's perfectly fine. And she's a grown adult. And if she wants to blow her money, she can blow her money. We watch all these other celebrities do it, and people don't care. Like buy luxury houses, six, seven, eight of them, luxury cars. So I feel like people really should just lay off her. And as much as like you and I want her to perform again, it might not happen. But she gave us like such a good run. I just wish the last like 10 years or so of her performing were really genuine from her heart. I was thinking, what would a good comeback little medley performance be? And we were kind of talking about it, like, okay, let's make an assignment this week of pick three songs, a short little medley she would perform. What would the songs be? Kind of like, what would the routines kind of be? Just like a little snippet. There was a lot of songs, a lot of hits, a lot of ways this could have went. But I'm like, you know, this is in my mind, 
what I want to see, what I want to hear, and what's going to make me get so close to that TV, just like that 2000 VMA performance of Oops, I Did It Again. Yes. That kind of excitement. So with that being said. I'm so ready. Can I go? Okay. Yep, let's hear it. Now I was trying to think like what stage, like what outlet this would be. And I was thinking, okay, let's just take it to the VMAs. Even though they're getting worse and worse every year, I hardly, I don't even watch them. I'll watch certain performances the day after. I honestly don't care about them. But I kind of feel like it would be fitting for her. So I'm thinking, let's say the year is 2024. Okay. So this is about 25 years after her first performance. Her first performance was with NSYNC, right? Yeah. In the 1999 VMAs. So 2024 would be 25 years later. It's very hard to pull off performances in secret now because of social media mm-hmm. and leaks and all this. So in my mind, nobody knows about this. Like you and I don't even know about this. We actually text each other in the middle of the night saying, oh my God, did you just hear Britney performed at the VMAs? And we, and we missed it. Yes, and we missed it. We had no idea. So in my head, this is how it will happen. I'm so fucking excited. I'm sorry, I need to get some water. <laughs> Okay, so imagine a bunch of light boxes all over the stage of various sizes. So big boxes with different hues of blue, a light blue, a dark blue, just lighting up, kind of like fading in and out. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden you hear, It's been a while. Okay. Oh, I'm here for it. And then, as she says that, or lip syncs it, (laughs) you see different silhouettes in each box. You don't know which one she's in. There's a Britney silhouette in this one, the one to the right, the one to the left. Now, as that music's going, the different shades of blue are going off and on. Then the intro starts of the song. I know it's been a while, but I'm glad you came. As she says that, she comes out of a box, descends down the stairs. And then she is just hitting this choreography. Like she's energized. She's happy. She looks great. Now, what she's wearing, we know she loves her leotards. I'm thinking just a black kind of sparkly leotard with cutouts. So she's hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. Then all of a sudden, overprotected comes on, which is like just like a perfect anthem of her just being in people controlling her and like not wanting her to speak her mind or do what she wants. I think that'd be a good middle song. And even though it's like wasn't really one of her biggest hits, I think it's appropriate to like what was going on. So in this one, there's a lot of group choreography, much like in Baby One More Time in the gym, Mm -hmm. when they're pushing and pulling her, that kind of image to kind of get the point across of like she's being controlled and pushed and pulled in all these different directions. There's a montage of her moments on the screens, her accomplishments, her records, then some of her not so good things, but her winning her victories and her court and all that, like in the same time as the music, it goes to black. You don't know where she's at. You have no idea. You think that's it. That's the end of it. So people start cheering and clapping. And then some kind of strobe lights start. Dun, dun, dun. And then you hear, it's Britney, bitch. She reclaims her messy performance from 2007. She's doing it on her terms. And at this time, she rips off her bodysuit to reveal a new and improved outfit from back then. A better fitting 2000, like, uh, top bikini, black sparkly top, a black thong. It's like an upgraded version of that sloppy performance mm-hmm. that, like, is just plastered everywhere. And you can tell she did not want to do. So that's what she's wearing. People, people go crazy. We're going crazy. 
we're holding hands. She just, again, nails the choreography. I'm imagining stripper poles, like in the video, on different platform lengths. She's hopping from one to one, just really getting down. And there's male strippers and female strippers on different poles. And then people are just kind of pushing her around the stage. And she's getting it. And people are like in the audience going, oh my God, she's back, she's back, she's back. And then the staircase comes out again. And she ascends the staircase, much like in the I'm a Slave for You performance from 2001. Gets all the way to the very end, turns around, hits her mark, fades to black, and it ends. I'm dead. I felt like I was somewhere else when I was giving that whole performance. <laughs> I am deceased. I did not take my eyes off of you. It felt surreal. I have chill. Look at me. I have goosebumps. <laughs> when I tell you, when you're t- we were texting this morning saying, hey, you're running late. I'm like, hey, don't worry. I've just been dancing around my house with this choreography in my head. And that's what I was doing. I wrote like a few notes, but I wish I could project in my mind what I wanted. But you got it because I can see the goosebumps on your arm. Ooh, I'm excited. So that's it. How'd you Uh, like it? I love, oh my God. I could just imagine it the whole time. I love the meaning behind it. Thank you. Yeah, like (laughs) you nailed it. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And can I just tell you something else? I purposely picked songs from before her conservatorship. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if anything would be triggering after that. Even though she has some great hits after some of my favorite songs were during her time in the conservatorship. And I feel bad for saying that. Yeah. But um, I really think we'd have at least one song in common, I hope. Okay, Bye. let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, Danielle. So I imagine this being... At like the 2023 okay, okay. But I love your idea of the like 25 years. Mm-hmm. So maybe that. So they happen in the fall. So about this time. Yeah. Everybody would be so excited. And she'd actually close the show with her medley. So we'd have to go. We'd have to watch all this shitty VMAs. It's not like she would be opening <laughs> it or anything. Yeah. It's like she's closing the VMAs. I didn't think of where to put her, but okay. And I just imagine camera zooming into the stage, just pitch black, smoky dark stage you can kind of like there's just enough lights to kind of see the smokiness and she kind of rises from the floor in the middle of the stage on this platform that's very bright so all you can see is her silhouette but it's like a it's like a box type thing and she's in it and it's just super bright that's the the only thing on the stage yeah and she just rises and she's just in a pose and you can just kind of see her silhouette but you can kind of make out her features of her face (laughs) and so you hear this sound kind of over and over and over again in different oh in different okay. like levels of volume. Yes, I knew it. I knew it. I could hear it in my head. My heart, my heart, when you said that, I'm like, please let it be the strong girl intro. Yep. Oh and it's my just God. that, it's just that. Different tones. Oh, just over and over and over again. And she hasn't broken her pose. It's just that. And it's just her. No dancers. And people in the audience are losing their shit. Losing their shit. And us at home watching it. Like we did the uh, the Billboard Music Awards when we got Taco Bell. We got like that big thing of the, oh, the, yes. the, the, the taco Party case. Pack, yeah. yeah. Um, and we watched that. It would be like the same thing. We would just be like living. And she, she kind of pauses, takes that moment, starts smiling. She's just taking it in. Fans cheering, going crazy. She'd be wearing a bright neon pink, mm-hmm. long, like latexist rubberish like jacket. Oh, nice. With a very skinny waist, like the belt around this would be white. Like pure white, but the same like material, that same latex oh, like, like rubber. Like Power Ranger material. vibes, the pink yeah. ranger vibe. 
and her hat would be the white, the same white material. Her boots over the knee mm. would be that same material. And then she's wearing fishnet stockings, black. Okay. You got this? Yes, yes. Okay. And the, her hat is a fedora. Of course. And it would be like that same type of material. Her hair would be kind of tucked under it with like a few strands kind of showing a little bit messy. But you can tell like her hair is all up in it. The music would start, the actual stronger, yes. right? Dancers would come up from like the back of the stage and join her. She'd do a brief performance of Stronger. Now, it would be like the original version. It wouldn't be any kind of like remix or anything like that. It's the original pace and like vocals of Stronger. She probably wouldn't be singing them. But <laughs> Stronger than yes. You know, and she would just go into it. it. So it wouldn't be her original dance moves for that song. More of her like, you know, the more recent like hair flips and arm rolls okay. and just pretty simple. Her dancers would then, when that song ends and just ends abruptly, would rip that jacket off and she would toss the hat forward, revealing that her hair is up in a very tight pony Mm. with like straightened hair down the kind of like in her scream and shout video, but not as high, but just pulled back and she'd be wearing a white leotard outfit. Like you said earlier that she loves her leotards. I'm shaking. With a like white (laughs) neckband kind of thing with a gold belt Around her waist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the white shoes, or the white boots. Mm -hmm. So then, the lights would kind of come up, and she would perform a remix of the song that started it all, Baby One More Time. Um, Super upbeat, faster than, like, the original version, like, similar to the ones that she's done during her, like, Piece of Me shows. Um, She'd do hints of the original dance moves, you know, like the shimmies, and, like, maybe, like, the, the chorus choreography, but the rest of it would just be... Kind of her walking around the stage yeah. and doing her, like, you know, sexy little poses and hair flips and just being happy and having fun with it. And then there would be, like, a beat drop and she'd go, hold my hand, Danielle. <laughs> she would go right into performing, give me more. Ah! The beat would drop and she'd be like, it's Britney, bitch. Christopher. And then, and oh, then, my God. And then, listen, and then three platforms with a stripper pole in the center of them Stop would be rolled it. out. Stop. And she would perform on the center one with two dancers, one guy and one girl on each of the others. (laughs) And then I wrote, I picked this just because, like, that 2007 VMA performance got so much shit and was right after that really tough year she had. I feel like this would be the ultimate moment of redemption. Yes, yes. Ooh. It took everything in me to just stay quiet and shut up when you were explaining that. It was almost like a, my like the rolled chicken tacos moment yes. when it was like your number one. Like honestly, the fact that we had—I even said I wasn't. I'm not done. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go, I'm sorry. Go <laughs> that, ahead. That was, that was you stopped holding my hand. Sorry, so I so, thought you were done. I know, yeah. So you said three songs. Yeah. Stronger was like a brief open, like a brief like more like the music. forty-five second. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like little thing. I'll allow so, it. So okay. So technically, I have four songs, but. <laughs> But then she will finish with Toxic, and it will be that really hard dancing. Like, the lights would come up, the screen behind her would be super vibrant and colorful. Dancers wearing that same type of material, like latexy, rubbery. Some would be wearing pink, some would be wearing like neon green, some like a baby blue. Ooh, I some like would, it. They would just all come up and just be dancing with her. Confetti would be falling, and it would be all those same colors, but also with like whites and golds yeah. and blacks in it. I love a theme. Uh, oh, and. And it would be like, and it would just stop. And she would hit that pose, and there would be like this like thunder at the end. 
And she would strike that pose and all of her dancers would kneel down with like their fists in front of their face, just surrounding her like in a circle with her in the middle doing this like sexy pose and just smiling. And then her breaking that last pose and just maybe shedding a little bit of a tear, but just being like, you know how she does that, like, you know, grab her chest kind of thing. And like yeah. the, like the, yeah. the very like the humble thank yes. yous. She would just kind of go back to her like normal, like not perform her little bit like the, the, the true like Britney herself, that individual. And she would take it in and she kind of like do the head bobs and say thank you. And just really take in that moment. Standing ovation, the entire fucking wherever they are auditorium would just be on their feet cheering. You would hear see people mouthing oh my god in the audience. Yep. And then all of those dancers that are surrounding her in that circle would get up and just all collectively give her a huge hug. And then the oh. lights would go out and then the show would end and that would be it. Can I just say... The fact that we both had the theme of that 2001 VMA element for the ending. Mine would be like her going up the stairs, like looking Mm -hmm. around, and yours was that thunder and lightning. I loved it. I loved our, I loved our, um, like, just vision for that. If you're not a Britney fan, sorry. (laughs) But if you are, like, I really hope you enjoyed this. What a great ending to kind of like a tough subject table talk Mm -hmm. this week. If I could go back and tell my 11-year-old self, like, listen, one day you're going to be talking about Britney with someone else who loves her way more than you, I wouldn't believe it. I would not believe it. And I'm getting choked up. I just, have, I'm having so much fun with you. Uh, I loved our conversation about chilies. I love how we're going to go get Applebee's after this. And um, I want to thank all of you guys for listening, whether this is your first episode or you've been with us every step of the way. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to keep serving it up. And Danielle said it all, but we really do appreciate you. Thank you so much. And you can reach out to us via our social media outlets. You can either find us on Facebook or Instagram at Friends Who Feast Pod or on Twitter at Friends Who Feast. Come, you know, join the conversation. We will write back. We'll comment back. Yeah. Or I will. (laughs) (laughs) I might get to it later, but he'll tell me about it, though. But again, guys, just thank you for joining us. We had so much fun on this episode. And until next time, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christopher. And we're the Friends Who Feast. Bye. Bye, guys.